0: Well, welcome back to the In The Middle podcast. Today we have a really intense episode. So I want to give you a moment if, you know, this might be triggering to some people, this might be just too much. If you are not able to handle us talking about child sex trafficking, then it's time to flip to another episode. We have tons of other great episodes that have nothing to do with this topic, but Sammy and I both feel so passionately about this that we want to bring it to your attention. So this is my friend, Jamie. Hello. She is here to tell us about a wonderful trip that she just went on and an incredible ministry that I'm passionate about. And I think after this episode, you're going to be passionate about it too. Awesome. Welcome to In the Middle.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, we're so Mm -hmm. excited to have you. So um our first question is just um tell us a little bit about you. Oh about me. Yeah, who are you? Okay, well my name is Jamie. Um I am a mom to three children. I'm down to one in my home and I'm a little sad about it. My middle child just moved to Florida to go to college. So that was a little hard. And <laughs> my oldest lives back in Pennsylvania, but I have two boys and a girl. So in my household right now, I just have one 13-year-old daughter. Ooh it can be a lot (laughs) so but um i have been living in this area for four and a half years and i met susan church and i met sammy through this podcast so
2: (laughs) by the way so nice to meet you jamie
1: (laughs) um i'm a military wife my husband is in the military and that's how we moved here um and trying to think if there's anything oh i have two dogs (laughs) so that
2: pretty much sums it up yes jamie i'm so excited to hear about this adventure that you just went on and and all that you learned from it because this is such a sensitive topic but it's so important that we be knowledgeable about it and actually pull the rug out and look at what's been shoved under there for so long so can you you know knowing what we know now about you like you're you're here you go to church you have three kids you have pets like you're doing the things that we all do but you just went and did something about this issue and a lot of us you know we don't know how to get involved or or whether or not god's calling us to go do something so can you share with us and our listeners um why you went on this trip and how you felt that calling to go
1: absolutely um the organization that i went with um came into our church and gave a presentation and to be honest, it was something I was a little blind or numb to um, until that happened. And once they came and shared and all talked about all the amazing things that they do, the organization I went with, with was called Remember You, and they just did an They do amazing work by trying to end child sex trafficking through prevention. So um, they shared the story of how the whole thing got um, started, and which was a young girl named you and it was her story and she told it and it was just very moving. You couldn't, for me personally, I couldn't hear it and not be moved. And I just felt an immediate calling that I needed to partner with them in whatever way I could to help spread this awareness and spread the word. Um, They personally work in multiple countries. I think right now they might be up to 26 countries where they are doing this work and they're not a a huge organization like other organizations out there. But um, they what the work they're doing is meaningful and God is all over it. And it's making a huge difference and an impact. So I heard that I immediately wanted to get involved. Um, Last year, I participated in a fundraiser for them. And when the opportunity came up to go on this mission mission trip, I was all in. So um, it was a little scary because it was the farthest I ever left my home <laughs> because I traveled to Thailand and um, that's a good 23 hours on an airplane <laughs> so <laughs> I was nervous about that just not that I'm afraid to fly but just for that long I'm like what do you do on a plane for that long but um I'm sorry I can gladly say now that no flight I ever go on will ever feel long again <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was just I've, this is the second mission trip I've been on. The previous year, I went to Guatemala. And this year, I went to Thailand. And you cannot go on these kind of trips and not be changed. God works in so many different ways on these trips. And I know for me, the difference between the two, he worked in a different way. Like when I went to Guatemala, I was doing medical missions trips. And you were seeing God work immediately in these people's lives. And it was just serving, 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 serving. And this trip was more of an emotional, mental (laughs) trip. Um, I was privileged to work with probably over 100 children. And they changed my life. the The children changed my life. And God revealed things to me about myself, the cause, and the children. And I truly believe that if you're not moved, um, not only for the cause, but that God is in teaching you something about yourself that you may not like, um, right. you're not getting the full of what he has for you from a mission trip. Um, cause he taught me some things, he revealed to me some things about myself that were very uncomfortable. And it was, I'm so thankful for it though. But wow. It was definitely an amazing trip. The, the kids are, they're just so, I don't even know what the word would mean. They're such a blessing. Yeah. Um, I know for myself, I was naive going into this trip. I kind of picture, which I'm sure many people do, you picture you're going to go in there as an American, you're going to fly to a very impoverished area in a third world country, and you're going to save them. Like in your mind, that's what you think you're doing. You're going in there to Mm -hmm. to help in whatever way you can. And God's going to use you to save them. And I pictured when I got there that the people taking care of these children were going to be American missionary families. who moved to other countries. (laughs) You know what I mean? To help the cause. And I was very, very wrong. And it's Native people to the countries who are taking care of these children. They are the true heroes of the organization. These are parents who have their own children and then choose to raise anywhere between 10 and 30 other children in the home. So the work they do is they're providing for them spiritually, physical needs, and educationally and emotionally. And the kids are so well provided for and so loved and they don't need me to save them. Um, What this organization means is people's support and sponsoring them to help these things happen because native people to that country are doing amazing work because they know the culture and they know the surroundings and they understand how everything works. And it's so much more important to have people of their culture in their nation, in their country to be the ones to spread the word to Je- of Jesus to the people of their country. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of reminds me of like when you go to another country and do a startup church, like a church plant. like your goal is to go in there and spread the love of Jesus and have them take that over and spread it to their people in that country. And that kind of is what this reminds me of. Like we just got to go over and participate, show these kids the love of Jesus and, um, be a blessing to them. And then also have them bless us in amazing ways. Mm -hmm. So it was an amazing opportunity, but the house parents were definitely the most amazing people I've ever met. There is one particular house parent who has 30 teenage girls in her home. And I struggle some days with the one I have. (laughs) And (laughs) she, I was just going to say 30, (laughs) 30, but it is run like a well-oiled machine. <laughs> like <laughs> these kids probably do more chores in a day than my child has ever done in her entire life. Um, but it's it works. That's how thirty people, thirty kids can live in one home.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow! And can you speak to like like a success story that maybe you heard of of a child who was brought into this program and then maybe now they're out on their own or. Like and was there any example that you could share to just let us know, like wow, this is what really came out of this. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, our actual our translator on this trip, um, she went through Remember New as in the program. She I think, I mean, I won't guarantee all my details on ages or anything like that, but I think she went into the program when she was 12. Um, her dad died and her mother was an alcoholic. And she had the opportunity to go with Remember New and she was rescued from them because a lot of things we picture sex trafficking as here in America is not what it's like in other countries. I was, yeah, I was
0: just going to ask that. Can you, can you speak a little bit to, you know, what, what does it actually entail? Because I think, I think people need to be more aware You know, part of the purpose of this episode of the podcast is we want you to be aware of what's actually happening, and not the things that you think in your mind or the things you see on Lifetime. Or you know, it's not that
1: it is it is something totally totally different and in a whole nother level of evil, right? Truly, um, and here in America, it's very easy for us to think of it as a child was missing or a child is kidnapped and they get sold to the sex trafficking ring and they get shipped to another country. A lot of Americans think that, you know, that's kind of what is portrayed here. Um, But in these other countries, it's nothing like that. It's a level of poverty that most people cannot even understand. So I would challenge you to ask yourself what it would be like if you had to make the decision on which one of your children you would sell in order to feed the rest of them. And that is the kind of situation that most of these families are in. It's not their dream to sell their children. They're not doing it to make a quick buck. And unfortunately, they're not even selling their children to other type people, probably 90% of the time. Um, It's a poverty like you wouldn't understand. The government is very corrupt. Um, They're like if you owe money, for example, I'll just share a little bit about news story. Like her, she wasn't with her parents anymore. Her grandmother was raising her and she, her grandmother, she wanted to go to school. She wanted to extend school. So her grandmother was, got a loan to send her to school. Things are not free in Thailand like they are here. Um, So she got a loan to send her to school. If. The government's so corrupt, if you fall behind one time or delinquent on your loan, there's a very slim chance you'll get out of that, like to be able to get caught up. Um, So she sold new for three days just to pay off her, just so she could get caught up on her debt. And the thing that moves me about new story is it wasn't that new was like, I can't believe my grandmother sold me. Um, New story was, her biggest fear was she didn't want to get sold to a brothel, she wanted to go home to her grandmother. And that's kind of hard to wrap your mind around and think about, like most of us would be like, you sold me, I don't, you know, I don't want to go back to you. But um, their biggest fear is being sold into a brothel because then they never get to go back home. Hmm. So, and unfortunately, like in different countries, example of Thailand is like the brothels are in the touristy areas of these countries like where people go to vacation um, where bases are uh, military bases um, things along those lines and it's very sickening and evil to me to think about the fact that um, a rich businessman can choose to go on a vacation to a third world country order the children he wants in advance and have them waiting for them when he gets there. And that's a kind of evil I can't wrap my mind around. And so it doesn't look like what we picture it here. It's very much so desperate kind of situations that these children are very easily accessible to. And unfortunately, the poorer you are, the more likely you are to get sold because there's just their families feel like there's no other options. Um, But like I was saying for you, one of an example story, Phoebe entered the program when she was 12, Um, all three of her brothers were also in the program. She was, they were rescued, they were safe, they were well provided for. She now works for them as a translator. Um, Remember New put all three of her brothers through university. Um, The way the organization works is it's not just good enough to rescue them or protect them they don't actually stop caring for a child until they have been trained in a career where they can make their own money. Because if they just take them in and raise them until they're 18 and release them, the likelihood they're still at risk until they learn a trade or a skill or a way for themselves to make money. They're still at risk. Mm -hmm. So that was a beautiful story for her and her family. As soon as our team landed first things that came out of her mouth when she got on the van was, Thank you, thank you, thank you for your sponsorship, because sponsors matter. They make all the difference in organizations like these. Um, the little money you pay a month to sponsor a child goes so far, it provides for them, it helps pay their house parents, provides for their home. They have, in Thailand, children have five different uniforms for school. Every day of the week, they have a different uniform. Those are not free. School does not supply pencils, paper, anything that like we would automatically assume we have here. Um, So everything has a cost and anywhere, like remember new has three levels of sponsorship, 20, 40 or $60 a month, or you could do a full sponsorship, add them all together and be at 120. But that amount is making a huge, huge difference. They wouldn't be able to do the work they do without sponsorships. Mm -hmm. Um, they're so important and the kids know they have sponsors. I got to meet my sponsor child on this trip and it was an amazing opportunity. Every time I think about her makes me cry though. So don't mind me. Um, she was just a complete blessing to me to meet her. And she was so excited. She, before even meeting me, she had made me a card saying, I pray to my God to meet my sponsor family. And she was so excited and she shared the bible verses with me like in a nation where 90 percent of the culture is buddhist to have a little child who is traumatized because even if they don't know why they're there they know that they're they still have the trauma of being separated from their families share bible verses with me to encourage me (laughs) moved me in a in an amazing way and the children themselves are so full of joy and love like it's overwhelming there is no like I said I have a 13 year old daughter there is no attitude there is no um right drama there is no talking back there's they're just so grateful and so re- respectful for having a routine and a way of life where they don't live in fear mm. or worry. And they know they're going to be fed that it makes all the difference and it just shines from them. Um, like I said, I got to meet my sponsor girl so I can share her story. I learned her story when I was there firsthand. She's only been with the organization one year, her, Father died. I don't know how long ago, but her it was just her and her mom. And it kind of reminds me of going back to biblical times when it was very important to have a husband or have a son to take care of you to give you uh, some kind of guarantee that you're gonna be okay. Um, they work. They work really hard. And a lot of these people go out and it's farming is a big thing there. and they go out and work for a week at a time and would only come home on weekends but they don't have things like daycare or people to watch their children. So if you're a single woman with children, you kind of, you're at home with your kids, that's your job. So if you have to go out to work, you can't put your kid in daycare. Um, So it was really hard and they struggled and they were very poor and they struggled for food. Now, my little girl was an only child. So it wasn't like there was a struggle with trying to feed multiple children. Her mom eventually met another man and got remarried. And my little girl's stepdad did not want her because she wasn't his. So her mother made the decision to give her to a distant relative. When I say distant, I'm not talking like grandmother or aunt, I'm talking like your cousin twice removed. (laughs) You know, and it was a very distant relative who lived very far from where she was raised. And they lived very far from a school and they lived in a very, very poor village and she went to stay with them. And she was enrolled in school, but she could never go because they had no way to get her there. There's not busing. There's not busing in these small villages in the outskirts, maybe in the city, but not in these villages off the path. Um, So the school contacted the organization saying that she was at risk because she wasn't attending school. The people she was with were very distant and really didn't have a concern for her. And they were very poor and very uneducated because no one in the village attended school because of how far away it was Mm -hmm. for them to attend. So all those things added up to putting her at great risk of being sold because there was no real connection there. So that's how she ended up with the program. Mm -hmm. So she's one of the children that never get to see their families. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of the children do get to go back and see their families for their summer break from school, um, but only if it's a safe safe environment Um, because not all of them are many of them I'm sure families care very deeply about them so it's not like what you envision of oh they don't care about their kids they
2: sold them it's not like it's not always like that Mm -hmm. so I think it it puts such a human element because that is I think what we think Mm -hmm. we think that it must be such a heartless quick exchange like oh well yeah sure I'll do that you know I'll make a quick buck, sell my kid, but we we take the humanity out of it to really understand what situation would actually put a person to in that amount of desperation. Right. You know, so it's it is it just it brings it. I've I've honestly like I've never even thought of it that way before. So it's 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 very powerful.
1: Yeah.
2: Your story. Thank you yes and I so uh, to quote your show of being in
1: the middle <laughs> um, <laughs> when I what God revealed to me that was very hard put me in that middle place like I willingly signed up to go for two weeks to have God break my heart over and over again like we prayed for God to break our heart for what breaks to give us eyes to see the things he sees that we overlook And he answered that in full force. (laughs) I don't think I cried so much in my life as I have in that two weeks of that trip. But I willingly signed up to do that. And he revealed to me, and this is hard for me to say because a lot of people don't like to admit their own faults, but the heat is oppressive there. It's like 100% humidity and hot. And I played every day for hours outside, soccer, volleyball, tag, line dancing. The kids love to dance and sing and play because they don't have the things we have here. It's like taking a step back in time when it comes to playing. They spend all their time outside. The only time they're inside is to eat meals and to do their chores and sleep. Um, And if my own children would come to me on a 95 degree day with it being oppressively humid and said, mom, let's go outside and play soccer. No, (laughs) I would have been like, how about we play a board game? How about we watch a movie? Like I would have very easily dismissed my children and I willingly did it with these children and I didn't die and I did, I was able to do it. He showed me the amount of things that I can do because of him and showed me how 100%, honestly, I easily dismiss my own children. I served these other children. I committed to serving them wholeheartedly without complaint for two weeks. And that was really hard for me. I had a really bad mom day when he revealed that to me. And Mm -hmm. I felt like I was in this middle place of wanting to go home and make it right with my children and stay there and do what he called me to do. Mm -hmm. And I find myself still in that middle place since being home um, of where my heart, I feel I want to be. Like, I can honestly say I would move to Thailand in a heartbeat if my husband would go with me. (laughs) But it's just not possible at this time. But there's not a day that goes by that I don't picture their little faces and think about them. So that's
0: my little spot right now. (laughs) I love that. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, We will definitely, we will link to Remember New, so you can check them out and see what they do. Um, I think just, uh, again, to reinforce their model is very different than anybody else that's Mm -hmm. working in this, um, in this trade, their goal is prevention. So that a child will never enter that system Mm -hmm. because once, once they do become a part of that system, it's very, very difficult for them to escape it. It's Mm -hmm. very difficult to break free. So Remember new is working prevention so that they never experience that and that they would only know love and security and safety. Yes. So uh it's it's a beautiful organization. I'm very proud to support them. Um and yeah, we hope you will check it out. Absolutely. <laughs> is there anything else you want to tell us?
1: Um, I think I I I think I'm good. You you I think it. I got it all out. I spilled it you all spilled out. Spilled it and I was the worried when I first came here, I wouldn't know
2: what to say. <laughs> oh, no. Nope. It's all good. Well, I, I want to thank you personally, though, because my my mind and my heart lately have been, and it's it's been a hard place, you know? And I think sometimes, I'm just saying for me, but I know I'm not alone in it. We get so caught up in our own mess of what we see but it's nowhere even close. Like it's so unfair to even try to like, why do we despair when something like that is going on across the world that we can't see? Like I'm, I'm sitting here as you're speaking, listening to you thinking, wow, I can't wait for my girls to get home from school today so I can hug their neck and they're coming home to a safe, a safe place and yeah we don't have everything together and we don't we don't have our whole future plan we you know i it's it's a daily climb but man do we have so much to be grateful for and um and it's it's easy to get stuck in that in that yucky place where where you you forget how good you really do have it even in our worst Here in America, we do have so much blessing and we've, we've rested under this umbrella of the Lord's blessing on this land, but your story and your experience is opening my eyes and our, I think all of our listeners eyes to be like, wow, we need to open our eyes to see what really is happening and be grateful for what we, what we have, but also to be able to get involved. Um, So I'm going to check out this. I don't know about everybody else, but I'm going to check out Remember New and um, and see how my family can be a part, Um, because it's I think we're at a place where we can no longer just sit back and just let it be or look the other way. Um, You know, that movie came out this summer, The Sound of Freedom. And I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people have come together under unity in that movie there's another force that have been like oh let's pretend that movie doesn't exist you know but it's we're looking more at this issue as a nation and I think collectively as just as humanity we're looking at this more now than we ever have before so now is the time to act because if we all really band together to help we really can make a difference absolutely so thank you for sharing your story and sharing about this organization because I can't wait to get involved
0: Thank you. Jamie, would you mind
1: praying for um for Remember New and for uh, our listeners? Absolutely. <laughs> Father God, we thank you. We thank you for this time we had today to discuss this amazing organization, Lord God. I ask that you stir in every listener and watcher's hearts, Lord God, and have them check out this website. We pray for all these children that Remember New works with to help prevent them from the trauma that they could so easily be um, put into, Lord God. And we just thank you for all the workers, all the sponsors, all the house parents, Lord God. We just pray for a special blessing on our life, Lord God. Be with each and every one of these children. Be with each and every house parent and every leader in this organization, Lord. I pray that there is a mighty movement to help as many kids all over the world, Lord God. At this time, Lord, with everything that's going on and all the knowledge we've been made aware of, I just ask that we move on it. We don't put it off to another day. We don't say, oh, we'll look into that sometime. Let that time to be today, Lord God. I just thank you again for this time and this opportunity to share and the blessing that you gave me from being able to go on that trip, Lord God, and bring it back to share with others, Lord. With every single viewer this week as they go throughout their week, and I pray for everybody to come back together on next Wednesday. All these things in your name, we pray.
2: Mm. Amen. 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 All right. Well, thank you, Jamie. It was so nice to meet you. Yay. Bye.
1: Bye.